You're listening to Show Pony Radio with your hosts, Sarah Patricia and Katie Joe. Because behind every buckle, there's a story. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hi, everybody. We're here with none other than... Say hi, Rusty. Hi. How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Rusty is a uh, longtime friend and mentor and hero and all that kind of stuff to me. So, this is kind of a special interview. I guess I don't really know where to start except how you grew up, Rusty. Tell us tell us about how you grew up, where you're from. How you got into horses, all that. All that stuff. I'm from Gilmer, Texas. I got into horses because of my mother. Dad was, uh, my whole family was athletic. They were football players, basketball players, track runners, did all that stuff. My mom was the only one that had the horses. And she pushed that really on a regular basis. So I did a little bit of everything. Never really exceeded at any of it because, I mean, I had. You were a quarterback. Uh, I was, but I wore 27 jeans. And, I mean, that didn't really <laughs> work really good when you're in the athletic industry. Uh, I was always a little skinny guy. and uh, But I pushed myself hard and, and, and did a lot of things good. My dad was a college football player and all that stuff. And that was amazing. All I wanted to ever do was play ball. But I was a little, I was a little fan. And uh, I really caught on with the horses, with my mom. And, you know, as we got along, I, you know, I would leave the sports deals and I would go to horse shows with her and come back and we'd still start and do all that stuff. But it, it just got to be some, something that I really loved to do. And time with your mom probably too, right? Yeah, but, I, and it, but it was mom and dad. And they, you know, I mean, it, it was, I wanted to do everything. But then, you know, you come to a point in your life and you realize you can't do everything. You do everything and you can't do anything right. So you kind of finally got to figure out what you want to do and specialize in something like that. You didn't want to be a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Correct. It, that, that's kind of how I grew up. We, I just took off one day, and, and my dad was a cow guy. He says, you can't make a living with horses. All horses do is cost money. And I gave everything up and took off and, and tried to live a dream and got very, very lucky in life that, that I was able to be able to do something that, that, that was that passionate where did you go from there? Like, did you go work for somebody, travel around? What, um, no, how I did, did. you I, master I, your craft? I started out, I, I used to drive when I was 14. I, my mom got me a hardship license, and I would drive down to this horse farm in East Texas. And the people that owned it were Gordon and Sandra Childers of East Texas, and they had halter horses. They had conclusives and compressives and all that stuff. And a lot of those could lope. They could ride really good, and that was my job to go ride them and help clean stalls and do that stuff. So I did that every afternoon after football practice. And they gave me a horse that I was able to show. We always showed open show horses. We open show circuit. We had horses we showed in the open show, and we did really, really, really well. You know, and we did the 4-H, we did, the, we went to the District 4-H shows, we did all that stuff, and they gave me a mare one year that I could show in the halter, and I won the showmanship and did all that stuff on it. You did showmanship? Oh, yeah. I was pretty good at it, too. Were you? Mm-hmm. That's cute. Did you wear the pants? No, you didn't have to wear the pants back then. You wore jeans and a shirt, I'm sure. Well, I don't even know what I wore. Does but. anyone have a picture of this? <laughs> There is a picture out there somewhere. My mother's probably got it, you know, because my hair was long and the, body, the mullets were in there. Oh, you did a mullet. Yes. You did showmanship with a mullet. The mullets were in there, yeah. <laughs> You'd still rock the mullet if Katie yeah. would let you. Yeah. <laughs> the mullets are good. And that's how I kind of got into horses. And uh, it worked one day, and I had a conclusive horse that I had showed in the pleasure. I would go to Lufkin, go to Nacogdoches, and I'd win junior pleasures. And he was a really, really good horse, and I put like 78 points on him in three or four months well the next thing i know i i showed up at the barn and, and the lady that i was helping said that mike Mosier and steve heckman are here look at your junior pleasure horse yeah <laughs> and uh i can remember them pulling up in the big western hauler Mosier and heckman getting out and wanted to see my conclusive horse i'm sure you knew who they were too oh i, I know i used to watch tv or, or horse tv you know, mm-hmm. and I knew who all the big dogs were. And they had the hats all tight and shaped and all the starts <laughs> and all that stuff. And they watched the horse, and, and they priced it too high. And, and we wound up keeping it forever. I mean, she I priced it at $75,000. i am like, $75,000 for a horse? That's crazy. <laughs> so they didn't buy it and because she didn't want to sell it. Because we had, we had not been beat on it yet. Well, it never went on to do any. It never got the opportunity to go on and do some other stuff. 
those are the first people that ever walked up to the And I was really nervous. I mean, I think my waist was 25 then. I was a little skinny guy, yeah. I haven't had a 25 waist since I was like two. Mm. <laughs> okay. That's how that started. So you that was knew, the first people I ever saw. So did you know Steve before he was married to your sister? Actually, when Steve met my sister, I was working for Steve. Okay. I worked for these people, Gordon and Sandra Childers in East Texas, and I was at a Palomina show at the Houston Livestock Show, and we had some Palominas, which we did pretty well on. And Shorty Parks walked up to me at the Palomina Horse Show, and he said, hey, I want to give you a job. And I'm like, well, I have a job. He's like, no, I would like to hire you to work for me. And Shorty Parks then was like the guy, one of the guys. So... I was like, well, what do you want me to do? He says, well, I'm going to pay you $1,000 a month. I'm going to give you a place to stay. It's not going to cost you anything. And I said, well, what do I have to do? And he says, well, I just want you to ride horses. I want you to get there at 7 in the morning. I want you to ride horses from 7 to 5. And then you can do whatever you want to after that. You worked till 7 to 9 in those times. But I didn't have to clean stalls. All you had to do was I'd ride. I'd never seen a job you didn't have to clean stalls. I never seen that in my life. I said, you want me to you want me to clean these stalls too? And he's like, no, I don't want you touching those stalls. I want you to come out here and I want you to ride. And I'm like, you're going to pay me $1,000 a month. You're going to give me a place to stay that's not going to cost me nothing. And all I have to do is ride horses? Yes, sir. I'm like, dude, yes, sir. I'll be <laughs> that's no, right. I mean, no, seriously, true. Uh -huh. and, and so I went there and I met a lot of great people there. Shorty was an amazing person. And... We're, we're riding these horses and the colts, and the next thing I know, I mean, there's all these people showing up. And Doug Lilly shows up, and Bill Livingston shows up, and Steve Peckerman shows up, and Tom Chown's there. I mean, there's just there's people everywhere coming in to look at these horses. I, I mean, I'm like, why? Well, I'm in dream world. Now, were these shy prescriptions? Shy prescriptions, speedy glows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, I'm trying to think about Shorty Park. That's what shy Going prescriptions around slows, yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. That's yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. So nice horses. You probably had some nice horses. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. They could lope. Yeah, they could lope. They cracked. So I went to a couple of fraternities with Shorty, and that was back when they had the Arkansas Jamboree and the Texas Classic and the Texas Breeders and all that stuff. And I saw these guys that were out there riding, and, and there was three of them. There was Jody Gallion, there was Steve Heckerman, and there was Dale Livingston. And as I was cleaning stalls and watching these guys walk around, I, I was amazed. I was like, man, these, these guys, they, got their, they know their shit. So... I decided, and I was talking to my mom, and she'd come up and start my clothes and stuff because I didn't have any money, you know, and bring me some money, put gas in my truck and stuff like that. But and she supported you. She did support me. And so, you know, I, I woke up one morning, and I was like, I, I, I want to do what they do, love what they do. I want to work for one of them. Like the way and they me rode, and Shorty had a great Just the way they rode and the way their horses moved really amazed me. And Shorty was great. I mean, Shorty was the most amazing teacher person I've ever seen but and the nicest guy in the whole wide world and the mo probably one of the most smartest you know what I'm saying but you, you know when you're when you're a child when you're a kid you have visions of grandeur, grandeur. Yes. yes so I called Steve and I don't and I, I might have called Steve I, I don't know if I called Jody first or I might have called Steve but I called Steve and he said yeah he said I need I, I got an opening for somebody so I went from making a thousand dollars a month to 500 a month. Right. We and, and we had this trailer house. It wasn't really that great, but it wound up being the most amazing trailer house I ever stayed in in my life. Most amazing experience I've ever. And and that's kind of where you know things went on. And Steve and we had a lot of horses, really good horses. Really good horses. So while I was working for Steve, well, my sister comes up to visit us, and she's in college. So you know she visits a little bit and does this and that, and she's going to school. And, I had met Tanya at the Scottsdale Classic. Tanya Muse at the time. Muse at the time, which is wound up being Tanya Green. And we went off and did our own deal. And I wound up, well, I went from there. We, we had a little deal there. We did that. And me and her kind of got together. And then I wound up going to work for Carl Yamber. So you went to Carl's before Steve? Oh, I went to Carl's after Steve. This is way after Steve. We just, well, you walked away from how Mary Carol met Steve. I'm getting there. We're not there yet. Okay. I'm, so it's all intertwined. You got to let it. You got to let it. You got to let it build. Okay. Let me build. She's still in school. Okay. And me and Tanya worked for Carl. And we, we got married and we went to work for Carl. And that was amazing. What year was this? 
this is 1989, 1990, 91, 92, somewhere around right in there. I mean, it, it all comes together. And kind of when we decided to do something else, we branched off and leased a barn over, me and Tanya did, and we had some customers. In Texas? And, no, this is in Maryland. Maryland? Maryland. Yeah, is that where Tanya's from? Boston, Maryland. Maryland? Why, what made you choose Maryland? Well, I was working for Carly's in Pennsylvania. And oh, I wound that's up in right. Maryland. Gosh, yes. I should know that. You yes. should know that. Okay, that's right. <laughs> okay. I forgot so they lived there. we went down there and leased this barn, and we had some customers, and we are doing pretty good. And my sister graduates from college. And she calls and she says, hey, I want to come up there and hang out with y'all for a while. Her and Tanya were really good friends. And me and my sister were close the whole time we grew up. We fought on a daily basis, on a daily basis. But we were really tight. She calls and she goes, hey, I'm graduating. I want to come up there and ride with you. I said, well, come on up. We had a house and she had a clean place to stay. And she came up and she came out. We rode. And we loaded up. We loaded up a set of horses went to Tom Powers. We got to Tom Powers, and we unloaded and did all that stuff. And my sister, she's walking around there. And the next thing you know, I walk up and, and uh, whistles like, who is that girl? I said, well, that's my sister. Cleve comes over there, and he goes, who's that girl with you? I said, that's my sister. You had to fight them all off right from the beginning. Heckman comes by, and he goes, I know exactly who that is. She's been to the farm. So the next thing you know, I look up, and she's dating Steve Heckman. And she's still helping me. She didn't fall for the whole line of bullshit. I mean, she's still helping me because I mean that's just how she is. She's Her loyalty met, was with you. She was. She's tough, man. So anyway, that's how she met Steve at Tom Powers, and I was in releasing stalls in a barn in Falston, Maryland. Amazing, Maryland of all places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it all it all makes sense. I forgot the car was from Pennsylvania yes. or that side of he it. He was right there. Yes, that's right because of the Shayla thing. And the Felton, and that's where right. he met Kim Meyer, the whole all deal. the whole thing. The whole it all deal. just bam. It was all it. right there. Yeah. Yes. That's where <laughs> okay. it all started. Yeah. Great. So how did you end up in from, from Maryland? Where'd you go next? From Maryland, I wound up going to work for I left there and went to work for Stanley Scott with Halo Farm. Maryland Florida. to Florida. Maryland to Florida. That was the job though. That was the job. So and you? it was a really it was a really, really good job. And Tony you know, went Nancy with you. was it Nancy was a kid there. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tanya was with us. Still didn't have any kids in. And, and uh, she went with us. We went to work for Stanley, and we worked there for a couple of years and helped Nancy get through her youth career. Now, I don't, I, I wasn't around then, but Tim says you were doing okay before then, but, like, probably the pivotal point in your career, the first time you really, first time anyone outside of the real inside know, knew who you were was those years. Right. Like, you had some really good horses Oh, it's some really good horses. He used to I tell mean, me, Halo had some really good horses. Was it you that rode Don't Skip Zip? Yes, I broke Don't Skip okay. Zip. Okay, so he told me this story. He tells the story about driving down the road. Don't, don't Skip Zip was on a tie line <laughs> on a cable in a stall <laughs> when I found him when I got there. So he tells this story because he had done some work for him, like nothing major, just some hauls of horses and breakers and bolts and stuff, right. you know. And he tells a story about how he drove down the road, and he knew Don't Skip Zip because I guess he was a bit notorious. And you were running across the field because he has that field right there by the road. Like you were riding him and wrestling with him. And he's like, I was like, who's this guy? And then anyway, I come to find out it was you. He likes to tell that story. It's like, I remember driving by there. And he goes, I knew the horse because everybody knew the horse. And the next thing we know, there's there's Rusty, this, this kid, Rusty Green, riding this big rank stud horse across the field. And he likes to tell that story. Anyway. Yeah. That's and then you did good with him. Don't skip zip. Doing good because of you. Well, the, the horse wind up hurt me a little bit, and we went to the, I don't know where we went, we went to Stanford Happenings. Remember when they had Stanford Happenings? Not that old. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we went to and don't skip zip was really good. What's Stanford Happenings? Like Jerry Stanford? Yes. He, Jerry Stanford put on the Stanford Happenings. So where'd you go from Halo? Uh... At Halo, I met Dale Livingston, and he had met a guy named Ed Mulek. So he he kind of put a deal together. He said, look, Ed Mulek's going to buy Casey Leaguer, and he needs somebody to work at his farm. And so I'm interested, and so I went to... Uh, was Casey Leaguer the one at the time? Like everyone wanted to Yes, that, one? that was about his second year or third year. And he, Dale took some of the Casey Leaguer's to the sales, and we did really good. He had some really nice horses, and he bred some really good mares. And I met Ed Mulek, who was an amazing guy. I worked for Ed Mulek for 13 years Whoa. in Indiana. 
Is that how you ended up in Richmond? That's how I ended up in Richmond. So, about this time, I'm old enough to pay attention. I remember he always had the back cover of the AQHA journal. (laughs) Always. Always. And it was always Casey Leaguer and the other stud. Who was the other stud? And that was Dale. Dale's probably one of the best promoters I've ever been around. Lethal Weapon and Casey Leaguer always had the back cover. Lethal Weapon came later, uh, but I was at, at, uh, at Ed's. Ed, which was, an, he was an amazing guy. And and I was there 13 years. These are the years that I remember. I remember the Gordyvilles. Yeah. And what was the place in Ohio? Springfield. Wilmington, Ohio. Wilmington and Gordyville will beat it up, just, huh? Every, just like every weekend. <laughs> every every weekend. weekend. And growing up, you were always tall in the same place. My dad was always three rows down from you, and next to him was always Jim Garner. Yeah. Ed Mule years were amazing. was a guy... That actually taught me how to run a business. Because that is part of it. That is part of it. We had a meeting every month, and we had red letters and black letters, and he taught me how to run a business. So I worked for Ed five or six years, and Ed says, uh, you know, we're, and we did, re- we did really good. I mean, we're breeding 120 mares a year, all that stuff. But he said, we're, we're, in, the, we're in the red. But you know, his wife showed, and he showed, and you know, everybody showed, and he wanted to kind of be explicit. And I said, well, Ed, I don't, I don't know what to do with you. I said, but he's like, I want to this to be an even zero deal. I don't want to make money. I just want it to make sense. Break even, yep. What to break even. He said, what do you want to do? He said, the only way I know how to do is that I can hire somebody, and we can add training horses, and we can go down the road, and we can do, other, we can do for other people what we're doing for y'all. And, and if I hire the right person, we'll, we'll be able to go do that. And he messed with it for a little while and then finally come back and he says, well, let's try it. Well, when I said we did it, when I looked up, we had 40 head of training horses. <laughs> That's the only way you know. I know. We had 40 head. <laughs> really, really good horses. And that's when I got Thompson's and Magnolia Zip and Thompson's were amazing. They're, they're still amazing. They're like part of my family. Yes, I mean, are. Steve and Sue Thompson are, are, are like my family. Speaking of Magnolia Zip, Cleve told us a story about the day he handed you Zip. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm not really sure if this is going to work, but it seems to be working now. That was an amazing order. I remember when he handed it to me. I do. <laughs> I remember all the struggles I went through with him. And I remember all the confidence that he did for those children that bought him. I'm going to tell you today what Steve Thompson told me. He had two children, which wound up being amazing children and they're very successful today he spent probably in our little era right there maybe million million four on horses but i mean we had a lot of horses don't get me wrong i mean it's not you sound like long but he did he sold them for good money too so it wasn't like yeah i mean we 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 double our money on every one yeah i mean you spent that much but you made that much we did i mean steve had a lot of horses and he came to him and Sue came to me one day and he said, you know, he said, I'd have spent $10 million in tutors and everything else. And I spent a million for what these horses have done for my kids. Because my kids turn around and when they go back to school, they said, you know what? I got something I can do better than you. Boy, and that's the truth. That is the truth. And horses teach kids a lot about life, too. Well, horses... Yeah, but even me, when I was they in school... They have a lot of passion, yes. Yeah, I mean, my... I play basketball and stuff, but like you said, I ended up having to give it up because, you know, I'd, I'd miss Kill Week, you know, for the youth world and all that stuff. And pretty soon you just go, right. okay, what I want to do is be a master of one. Every, so I gave up the rest, and even though my friends didn't know I did it, I felt good about myself because I knew I could. Yes, and we made a lot of money. And what I mean by a lot of money is, is I mean we got our money back. What, what else would you do for it? Nobody gets rich in this business. But the, look, the, the thing those horses did for those children, that taught me my biggest lesson in life. Everybody wants to be good at something. Boy, those, those, are, those are good words. That is true. Everybody wants to be good at something. That's our, that's our dream, to be good at something. Horses are the only thing in the world that can change what you can be good at. They're the only thing in the world. Horses and, and, and a good spouse. But, I mean, those are few and far between. <laughs> That's those. another conversation. That's another conversation. <laughs> we'll get there. But horses are horses are something that... How many places have you ever been in your life that you roll in 
and you put $50,000 worth of shit in a skull and you lock it half-ass and you get back the next morning and it's still there. Word. You will not do that at the mall. You won't do that at a football game. You will not do it at a basketball game. Or in the parking lot. Or in the parking lot. The most amazing people ever evolved in the whole world deal with horses. Let's get back to Mary Carol. You met Steve, she married Steve, she did all this stuff. Me and Tanya are out there struggling. So you and Tanya are working for Ed, and Mary Carol's married to Steve. Yes. All right, carry on. And we go to the Congress. My sister's never been to the Congress. This can go way back to the Palomino shows and all the other bullshit that nobody needs, you know, whatever. She's never been to Congress. She goes to Congress, she wins. Assets. Yes. Okay. She had won two or three fraternities before that, but she goes to Congress, she wins. It takes people a lifetime to do that. She just rolls up. A lifetime. And she rolls up there and wins. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little pissed. But that's me and her. Or that, that's how we roll. I mean, I'm just a little bit pissed. I mean, I'm not pissed that I'm in, I'm in the wind picture. It annoys you're not you. Pissed. You're annoyed. You're happy for him, but, but in, you're in sad for you. deep down in here. <laughs> like, you know who did all this work? Okay. Yeah. And, and you're what you win. I mean, that, that's, that's right. Right on. That's a brother and sister thing. So then it? we're going, we, we, she comes back, she comes to the world show. She's the first year. She had that little marriage. She comes to the world show. What does she do? And yeah, she wins. <laughs> Rusty's real mad now. No, I'm really not mad, but I mean, I'm working, I'm doing all this stuff. I mean, and she wins. So life goes on, and, and, and my sister gets pregnant, and, and she has a baby, which is Riley, which is my nephew, who has turned out to be one of the most amazing people that I've ever met in my life, who has, has been through so much catastrophe. How he overdid that, I don't know, but he is amazing. That for my sister. So, the, you know, the things happen, all that stuff. They have a wreck. My sister gets killed, and she get, she dies. And at the same time, I'm on my way back from Virginia when they're going there. The, the accident happened on the way home the from the Virginia the show in Virginia April. Show, yeah. And by the time I got there, she she had passed. And I was sitting there one day after being down there two weeks. My mom's in intensive care. Yeah. And, and, and we're, because your mom was in the truck. Yes, With my her. mother was in there, my sister was in there, Riley yes. was in there, Steve okay. was in there, right. okay. and the and the other guy was in there. Their, their son was in the truck as well? Yeah. Yes, yes, he was in the car seat. There was a truck on the side of the road, and they kind of clipped it down through there, and it kind of messed up everything. The horses were all okay. The passengers were not really okay. It kind of took off one side of the truck. But let's we get on through all that. This shit happens, right? But you don't understand how it happened because you don't understand that my sister was my hero. So when it's all over and I'm down there, I'm wondering, like, what? I mean, I can figure that shit happening to me. But not her. No, not her. She was the princess. I can figure it happening to me. Because, you know, that, that this is how I lived my life. She lived her life a completely different way. She took care of everybody. She was your angel. So, you know, and she did, and then did that, and I and I sat there at the house when all this shit was over, and I and and all these times I wondered, I wondered why she was able to win the things that she won so, so early, quick, so, so early. early. Yeah. You know why? Because the Lord knew she wasn't going to be here. That was His plan. She didn't get to do everything that I wanted to do my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Understand? Yeah. That's pretty powerful. No, it's the truth. You get to do everything that I wanted to do since I was 14 years old. This is 15 years later, and now she's gone. Because he knew she was going to be gone. That turned my life around right there. That what, turned my life around. In what way? In a way that's like, you know what? I'm going to live life. I'm going to live life the way I want to live life, how I want to live life. I want to treat people the way I want to be treated. I want to do everything that I can do for anybody else, and I want to do everything that I can do for me. Yeah. And and, and I do. I love Jesus. I know him. I, I, I know the, all the scripture and everything else. But the best thing about Jesus is, is like, look, He's not, he's not the one that's supposed to help. 
we're here to do what we can do here. That's our job. What we're doing here is our job. People say when they walk in to go do something, they're going to do their job. I need your help. I'm not helping you do your job. Do your own damn job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do your own damn job. I'm here at the end. I'm not here to help you get through this life. You're going to have to get through it yourself. The Bible is not a, a word of what you can't do. It's a word of what you can do. Yep, yep. And that's what everybody gets screwed up on about when you wanted to talk about faith. Faith is this. It ain't what you can do. It's what you. It's not what you can't do. Everybody says, oh, but you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do something else. That's bullshit. No, the, it's about what you can do. He didn't put us here to be miserable. He put us here to be happy and succeed. And sometimes, you know, in the world don't see that. The world sees like, well, you, you do all this, so you're not a good person. Well, that's bullshit. Life is about what you can do. What he does do is preach forgiveness and love. It seems like sometimes everybody just needs to take a big, huge, deep breath and do that. Well, I mean, I don't even know if we need forgiveness and love. You know? <laughs> I don't, we don't even need it. We everybody get, needs we get love. lots of love. We get lots of forgiveness. <laughs> so, this huge life event happens. How do you move on from there? What does life look like after that? It looked like that. It was... You had Tanya with you to help you get yeah, through Yeah, we it. had Tanya, and we had, uh, you know, and then we had children. So, then we had Austin. How soon after that? It's pretty quick after that, next couple of years. I mean, we've been together for a while. I mean, like 18 years. We had Austin, Deanna, and, and they were amazing. They still are amazing. And, uh, you know, and, and, and we were just like any other couple that that kind of just grows apart. I mean, you've got the kids, you've got the business, you've got this. You don't give each other enough attention. Well, so let me just go into that a little bit. So you went from Mulix, and then at some point in time you bought a farm in Richmond, Indiana. I already bought, I had already bought that farm. Ed helped me bought that, bought that farm over there. And, then, and Whilst you were working for Ed? Mm-hmm. And, and we went over there, and, and I started my own deal over there, which was amazing. We had an amazing deal. What were some of your good horses around then? All I could think of is uh, Hot Rod and Good Time. Was that your first congressman? First junior pleasure congressman. First congressman was hot was uh, hot and blazing in the Western Riding. I worshipped hot and blazing. Remember when I had him? We were in Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Ken Ross, Michigan. Ken yes. Ross, Michigan. Yes. Yes. I loved that horse, and I loved you and Tanya. You guys were so good to me. I don't know. I think did Sharpie work for you then, Andrew Sharp? Yep. And you had Sidewinder. He's not alive anymore. What's his name? There was a boy that worked for me from Pennsylvania that went to Finley College. His name was Doug Hollis. He worked for me. I was in Mulix before I got brought Andrew in. Dave Wilkins. You remember Dave Wilkins? Did trail? Absolutely, yeah. Yes. 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 He was, he, was an, he was an amazing guy that had worked there. Yep. But so this hot blazing horse, first of all, I was always obsessed with blazing hot. So we got Blazing Hot, and then you who was had, a start of a lot of this stuff. Totally, and then you had uh, Hot and Blazing, who I was obsessed with. Yeah, and that was in the day when the Huntsy horses were like big, huge, tall, skinny string beans. And then here comes this giant bay horse that actually loped, and he could look. Yes. And I remember I was obsessed with him, and Tiny would show him, and she always showed with a smile on her face, and I was like, "You can smile when you show," which is a major problem of mine. So I look so mean when I show, and then. You won the Western Riding on him, too. And that was it for me, and I was obsessed. And didn't you sell him to Courtney? Yeah, Patty Campbell come up there and bought him. Was that one of your first major horse deals with Patty? Because she's been instrumental with you for a long time. Patty is like our, is, Patty's like my mother. Sure. Yes. Patty is wonderful. Which Patty is like my mother. Mm-hmm. She is. She's, Patty, Patty's, right on. There is, there's not, there's not a better person or never, or not a better horse person. Or a better, better eye than Patty Campbell. So the first Congress win and your first World Show win was Hot and Blazing in the Western Riding. Yep. That's that is amazing. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't even up there for the awards. I was back there in a golf cart going over to get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I mean, seriously, I didn't think I won. You just showed a horse. I just showed a horse. <laughs> I had to drive up there and get my award. <laughs> No, it's true. Did I you get him ready for the undersaddle too, or just the western riding? No, I got him ready for the undersaddle. Do you miss it a little bit, the undersaddle? You don't do any hunts anymore. You were so good at it. 
I know, but it caused a couple of divorces. So. <laughs> <laughs> Safer just not do it. I will say, when he got my Huntsy horse ready for me a couple of years ago, it went pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you were a great fill-in trainer, Rusty. Cheers. Thanks. <laughs> okay, so after Hot and Blazing, your next big win was... Wrong. The, the, the junior hot Rod and Good Time. Yeah, hot that was the next year? That might have been the next year. Two years, we, we were there, and we had three junior pleasure horses. The first one I didn't show. The second one, something will happen with it. And, and Andrew comes up there, and he goes, boss, 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 boss. I got her, baby. I got her. And that was, and, that, and the lady, the, she was a lawyer in Indiana, and she sent her to me. And he goes, we, don't, we, we got, I got this boss. So I rode around there, and I, and I went in, did the first cut, and I come out, and I made the cut and all that stuff. And they walked out, and they said, dude, you're winning this. I'm like, really? First card called out, I got a gate. I had three firsts in the next three cards. That was my first big win at the Congress. Three firsts in the gate. I had a for gate and three firsts. I won the Masters like that. Yep. Mm. Good never story. give up. And I had people come out there and say, Pard, you, you're, you're, you're fixing to win this class. I'm like, well, you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you and Tanya grew apart. We kind of, we we kind of did a little bit, you know. We we were, we are still best friends, and and we try and, and we tried to be married, and, and which all is that a huge testament and, to both of you, by the way. Well, we did, and and we raised two amazing children, and we're still great friends and great parents, really. And and that's the biggest thing. Right. It doesn't matter about all that other stuff. We've, you know, the, those children have had two of the best parents they've ever had in their life. Duh. Well, they're the only ones they're going to get, so thank God you were good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then you uh, you get divorced, and you move to Texas. I moved back to work to work with Charles Burton. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about that. That was amazing. Hunt for chocolate. Sure. Charles Burchard was one of the most amazing guys I've ever met in my life. And uh, Daryl Schaefer was there. He hired me. It was a great time. It was, we had a lot of really good horses. I have to throw in there that I had two girls that worked for me that were amazing. One of them was Maggie, and one of them was uh, Leslie, the girl from Iowa. Her name was Maggie Leslie. Remember, Maggie that tiny Grandquist. little Leslie girl. She stuck and the with little me for Leslie a long girl. Time. Remember yes. that? Yes. 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 Forgot about her. That's amazing. 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 I mean, amazing. I mean, just people that made troubles go out of your life. No, those two, and, and we went down there, and, and we did and we did some amazing. We had really good horses there. The chance, you know, Charles's son was reserved at the Congress, and he showed at the World Show. He, that, I mean, what an amazing child Chance was. Amazing yeah. child. And he had, a, he had a sister named Hillary, and she was amazing. And that was just a, that was just a great family. So from there, what? There what we left, and I went back to Texas by myself. Uh, Why'd you leave? Because the business shut down, I guess. Well, yeah. No, we didn't. No, the business did not shut down. We had just a little bit of. Uh, when I go to work somewhere, I go to work on a handshake. I don't have contracts. I don't have all this stuff. Gentlemen's agreement. It was just one of the things that you know things didn't work out, and, you, and that's just me. When things don't don't work out the way I think they need to work out. I'm very easy. It's it's very easy for me to just peace, and I'll I'll go do something else. It's and I don't want I don't want ruffle no feathers. I don't want to get in no fight with nobody. I don't want to do all that shit. No, when it, when no, that's not, not when the Russell Greenway. Just, when it's just peace, I just I want to do something else. So I went back to Texas and started up again. Was that I, when you went to Suggs Place? And man, was I went to Norma Cole's place first, which is Charlie Cole's mother. Next door. Worked there. I had a lot of horses, and then I wind up going over and making a Scott with Scotty. He gave me a spot in the back barn, and I had some nice horses there. One day, Katie drove up there. Katie who? Green. Katie good. Katie, Katie good. good. Katie good. <laughs> One day, she drove up there, and she was sitting over there, and Danny Terry was over shoeing horses, and she brought her horses over there to shoe. And I had known her. Everybody knew Katie good. I Well, I had known her in the past a little bit. I judged her at the youth world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell us this story. This is a good story. <laughs> Tell the story. Can't put that on the radio. Why not? Why not? Why? It's cute. I don't know. It might hurt a lot of people. No. No. <laughs> Please tell us. So anyway, I judged the youth world my first year. I'm judging youth world. Okay. And she's showing red One hot red zip. One red hot zip. Holla. Yeah. And she's in the horsemanship and the 
Western riding and all this stuff. And, of course, she's doing good. I mean, that horse is amazing. It's a great horse. And she's pretty good herself. And I'm sitting up there in the back seat, and she kind of walks by, and I looked over, and she looked at me, and I looked at her, and I'm sitting there thinking. I'm sitting there on my pad, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to marry that girl one day. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> but we probably don't need to put that on there because I was married at the time. So, well, good no. story. It's, get a it's the story. truth. It's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. She knows it's the truth. So, so anyway, I went and asked her. I said, hey. I said, I need, I'm, and I was needing some help. Let's go back to you judging her. I want to go back to you judging her. You had to judge her in what classes? I judged her in a lot of classes. She's pretty pissed off. I'm pretty hard on her. <laughs> <laughs> Is she still mad about it today? Probably. I've actually heard her give him a hard time still. Yeah, we could ask her. Hard time, yeah. Hey, Katie Green. We need your help over here. No. <laughs> no. She probably is pretty mad about it. We'll find out right now. Are you still mad about the way Rusty judged you? At the wait, we gotta wait <laughs> until she gets closer. <laughs> <laughs> Katie Green, how do you feel about the way that Rusty judged you at the World Show? It was all good till the last class. What happened then? You gave me fourth. <laughs> Where were you supposed to be? What was the last class? Pleasure. Oh. oh. Yeah. And you were supposed to be first? I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, like... Did you end up winning it? No. No. Because of him. Because of him. No, it wasn't because of me. And Clark Parker. Let's just keep it real. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's where we went. I asked her if she would would work for me, and she said, absolutely not. And 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 she goes, no, I won't work for you. Why not? And I I didn't ask. I I said, well, I I need need some help, and I'd like to hire you. And she goes, I'm not working for you. She goes, I will come over here and ride with you, and I will help you, but I am not working for you. She never had an explanation as to why she wouldn't. Well, I was in the house the next week, so. Oh. <laughs> yes. That's the truth. Her sights were higher than that. Yeah, I was in the house the next week. <laughs> Hard to say no to rest of green. <laughs> so. No, it's not either. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> like that. I mean, I'm just a nice guy. <laughs> you southern boiter. That was true. So, you courted Katie for a year or two? No, I don't think it was that long. Katie, how long was it? Well, we got married like a year and a half later. A year and a half later. So, so you married Katie a year and a half after you met her? Right. I mean, officially, like, yeah, you should work. Officially. So you moved into the house a bit later, and then a year and a half after that, you married her? Yeah, I had to make sure I liked it there. So now the Katie years. They Katie were years some, have been Katie years have been amazing. They've been they there's there's been years. a lot of straight there's been a lot of there's there's a lot of struggles. Of I mean, you know, you take a person that's got don't give a shit, you know, and you mix him with a girl that does give a shit. It's a pretty good combination. Probably it's, makes you try hard, a little well, harder. Well, I mean, it's kind of a, kind of a wreck, you know. Girls <laughs> are kind of you know, girls girls are different. Girls <laughs> girls have a lot of. I love you, Rusty Green. They do. I mean, girls are like, they're just, they're like so freak. I mean, they're like, like on it, like all the time. They're For the like, radio audience right now, he's talking, he's smirking, he's drinking out of a red Solo cup, and he's <laughs> <laughs> genuinely the genuine Rusty Green. Girls are amazing, but I mean, they're tough. Man. They're, <laughs> tough man. they're tough. Hey, well, you picked that one at the youth world when you were judging her. They're so tough. <laughs> I did think that, and I mean, it, that is the truth. <laughs> so the Katie years for sure were the golden years and yeah. I would say I don't want to talk for you on this but probably the horse and purchase that changed your lives not changed your lives mm-hmm. that certainly you did a catapulted you did a 90 degree on probably the yellow mare Buttercup Buttercup was a unique deal we're going to bring in somebody that we haven't even talked about yet and that was Keith Whistle mm-hmm. yeah right well yes get after it you know everybody has a vision and everybody has a thought press process of who Keith Whistle is. They really don't know who Keith Whistle is. Keith Whistle is a person that most people will never let themselves know who he really is. Which I didn't know at the time. He called me and me and Ray were doing some stuff. We'd been doing a lot of stuff and him and Ray were buddies. Ray Arnona. Arnona. He's on our list. I know he's on your list. He's well. Ray Arnona is a subject all in itself. It's a subject all in itself. He that's that's something else that you can't even put you can't even put you can't even put words to. Um, 
And Wiz called, and he says, hey, we need to go up to the saws and look at this three-year-old mare, Palomina. And I'm like, really? And, I, you know, we need to do some stuff, and Wiz wanted to do some stuff. So we went up there, and me and him, we decided we was going to partner on her. We, we locked her and saw, we loped her around there, and saw Sliss had her. We loped her around there. When she was three. <clears throat> when she was three. And we get the money for it. When Wes was in the middle of his divorce and all this stuff, and he was getting with Autumn, he's like, look, man, I just want you to just get a horse ready for any show. She's out of really in trouble, and by... Blaze not. Blaze not. Yeah. So we go up here, and we look at her, and, and Katie's like, look, we're buying this horse. Katie Green. Katie Green. Yes, we're buying this horse. So me and him partnered on it, we bought it. So we go there and we get it ready. And he comes over and watches it at the house. And I'm going to tell you what, it's, when I, I dug into it, it's by those ass. It was like, it. I'm not like, good. Not, not, it, no. It, it wasn't, it was, I mean, I've got to get it ready for somebody. I mean, it's not, I don't know skate it around. I mean, Saul did a great job. He did an absolute amazing job. Probably a better job than I did because it took me a year later to dig myself out of that. Saul Sliss we're talking about? Saul Sliss, yeah. It, it was amazing. So... We buy the horse, we get some insurance on it, we go to the deals, we get it ready for the for the uh, novice stuff that we're showing. We go Larry Littles, we you do all Larry this stuff. Done. I know I did, but <laughs> I didn't win it exactly the way I wanted to win it, but I won it because the horse was really good. He's going to show it there, and then he didn't show it there, and then I showed it, and I won. We were going to go to the Rocker, and he was going to show it there, and then I didn't. he didn't show it, and I showed it. So and Whistle we, was always supposed to show it and never showed it? She won like 80000 a year. Why didn't Whistle show it? He she was, was in, hard. He, she was hard, and he was in the middle of the divorce, and he just he never could just get like focused in into showing this little girl I got. What's this called? Deanna. Deanna. And she's walking around there, and she's like, "Dad, I like the Palomina. Like the Palomina. That's <laughs> <laughs> that just crazy. The Palomina, Dad. So I'd ride her. And she'd come out there and watch. Ride her. She'd come out there and watch. She'd lead her around. She'd wash her legs off. She'd do all that stuff. I want to ride the Palomina. I want to ride the Palomina. Deanna was in love. Yeah, she's this tall. Katie will show you the video. You put the video on the it's fucking adorable. TV. It's amazing. You cannot believe it. That comes in where Katie Green is. That girl was nine years old, maybe eight. Okay? There is never... My two children, and Austin will tell you this, and Deanna will tell you this, have never had a better stepmother than they could ever have in their life than Katie Green. She does love those kids. She does. Nobody Nobody does that. Who in the world is going to come in there and be a stepmom and treat those children the way she's treated them? So anyway, we go to the record. We do our whole deal, and Deanna wants to show in the, remember the non-pro, limited, oh, yeah. little... Back when the record was king. It, it was king. king. It was, it it was bigger than the Congress, arguably. It was bigger than the Congress. Yep. And do you want to show And it that? might be, again, and she wanted to show her that. So I told Wiss, I said, she wants to show her that non-pro deal. He said, well, let her show her. I guess let her show her. How are we going to get her showed? She won't show for me. So her and Katie go to work, and they work, and they work. She goes in there. You remember the ride. She goes in there, and she has a wonderful ride. She wins. That was starting the whole deal. She had the cute little outfit. Yeah. Was it purple, or was it somewhere? We go to the Congress. It was burgundy. Burgundy. It was McMullen's old outfit. It remember was? the little McMullen oh, yes. girl? It was their old outfit. Okay, because yeah. Because Carla McMullen gave it to her to wear. Yes. Yeah. Well, we had no money to be buying no outfit. So then we're thinking about it. we go to the Congress and Indiana shows her and she wins and Katie shows her and she wins a green pleasure and we went all kind of shit on her. Sure. Get back to the She deal. actually tied with Tim's daughter that year in the 11 and under and the novice. Yep. To win it. Maddie we lost Shea. both ties. Maddie Shea, Indiana. And here Shout comes out to Maddie. In. Here we come back to Keith Whistler. So I have uh, 48 offers on the table for the Palomino. Here's a check. Write the check. Don't care. We're buying the Palomino. Whistler shows up at the house, walks into the office, and I'm sitting there, and I mean, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, I mean, it's me and him. We're we're in a, we're in a deal. But you're beside yourself because your daughter's in love with this horse, probably. You don't want to do well, that. Well, I her. mean, I got to do the right thing. Yeah. You know, me and Whistler partners. He comes in there and he goes, "Hey, what are we gonna do?" He says, "I got people here gonna give three hundred grand for this mare." I said, hey, "Yeah, I know." I said, "I got some other people gonna give more than that." He says, "What are we gonna do?" I said, well, what do you want to do? You know what he said? He said, that little girl loves that bear, don't she? I said, yep. He said, won't you just give me about 35000 Oh. We'll be done. That's what he said. That's what kind of motherfucker he is. 
said, I ain't never taking that horse from that kid. And she loves her to this day. Ain't gonna do it. Shout out to Whistler. No, I mean, seriously. That's what I'm trying to tell you. People don't know what kind of people people are until they really get to know and That's what said, everybody thinks. Walk it's away like, from we the always money. know these people. We're going to do it. Yeah, he's walked away from me. He's like, so walk away from the money. That. Don't take that horse and that little kid. He's give me 30000 You give 35000 Give me my 35000 and I'm out. We're square. We're square. And That's one it. day, we'll do something else. And D had so much fun on that mare and won everything on that mare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is a great story. That's a true story. That's an awesome story. Huh. So where is Whistle? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I think he's, he's around, and I would love to see him again. And, and uh, But he actually made my whole family's life. You're a good man, Rusty Green. So is he. That's true. So tell us about Austin. Austin? Well, the next story, I got another child. And he come back at about 17, and he's like, Dad, I want to show and Austin's really tight with the Thompson Stevens suit. And Deanna had all this success and all this stuff. And he's like, Dad, I want to show. He showed me, well, how am I going to do this? Because, I mean, I got no fun. So the Thompsons come back and they said, well, just let him show certainly inspired. You'd won the Masters on her. Yeah. Won the Masters on her. Won every three-year-old event there was on her. Could never get her quite right with juniors and stuff like that. I was always thirds, fourth, stuff like that. But still a nice horse. But she's still there. It was an amazing horse. And he goes, I want to show. I want to show the story. Like, really? And that was when Scott Weiss was working for me and Maggie. And I, had, I had a really good crew. Maggie worked for you for a long time. Yeah. Says a lot for you, good. And Austin come in, and he says, I want to show. And so we, they got him all ready, and he come up here, and he, he went in the novice at the Congress. And did a great did, job, Austin, too. Austin wasn't, like, show every weekend kind of person. He just, you know, he'd come do his work, and he worked for us and did all that stuff. He went in the novice at the Congress two years in a row. He did a lot of work for you at home a lot, didn't he? Didn't yeah, he, he did a lot of work for me at home. home. Never really realized what he wanted to do. Yeah, he did all that stuff in my bag. So I won the novice youth for sure. I remember there. I was there. Two years in a row. I think I might be in the picture, actually. He did it, and I think you probably are. And he showed and he showed that mare better than in the bridle than anybody probably ever had. Showed his youth world one year, and he was ninth. Or now he's a Marine? Yes, Army? he's in the Marines. He's in the Marines. Yeah. He's way up. He's way up there. Your kids don't know how to fail very much, do they? Thanks to the horses. Thanks to the horses. Yeah. And their parents. And their stepmom. Well, just thanks to the horses. Yeah. And then, from there, you you want I mean, you guys won everything. Like, for three years, it was like, every time I... Good thing I was your friend, and I would have hated you. Like, at the Rusty Green show. Well, and I mean, you know, you're, you, you are a female, right? Yeah, so they right? say. <laughs> just, like, just like my wife is. Yep. And you do not wake up every day that you don't push to do something better that you did the day before. Correct. That's what the horse industry does not realize about women in this industry. Is they are the ones that are the backbone of this whole freaking industry. Everybody says it's the guys. It's not really the guys. There's a lot of guys with a lot of talent. There's a lot of guys with this and a lot of guys with that thing about it is is there's girls that have so much passion so much thought process and so much push to do something better than anybody's ever done before that's amazing i think it's amazing so katie pushed and you kept riding yeah (laughs) (laughs) every every time you do something it teaches you something in life Okay, so what about now? What about your future? Um, now is amazing. You're going to be my neighbor. I'm going to be your neighbor. Yes. 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 I'm so fortunate. I've developed some of the best friends in the world. And friends are friends no matter what. Hard lesson that everybody has to learn. I hate it to be that I'm having to be this old to learn it. But friends are friends. No, no matter, matter what. what. And I'm going to migrate to Florida. I'm so excited. We're so excited. I know, but I have a lot of great friends in Florida. I have a lot of great friends everywhere. Sure. But I have a lot of great friends in Florida. And, and you've lived in Florida before. I've lived in Florida before. The really, sun. Like the sun. I just want to be in a sunshine. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm getting older. Still love to ride. And I like to ride outside. I like to ride in the sun. I like to be able to go over to my friend's house and have a drink. And or drive up to Auburn to watch the NRA. And I can go and I can go see my daughter's show. And I just, you know, 90% of the things I do when I leave my house, I go to the East Coast. 
Why not be in the sunshine? That's now. I like sun. It's a really pretty place. So me and Tim, of course, went over there with Rusty and Katie, and it's a 20-style barn, 25-style barn. 24. Rusty thinks it's not enough, but we're trying our dearest to tell him that's plenty. It's really hard to find three of the horses you want to ride, much less 24. So we... Uh, don't build another barn. Don't do it. We're pretty excited about it. Are you taking help with you? Yes. Yes, everybody's going with me. They're all going. Amanda. They're all from Florida. Well, that's what I say. Yeah, they're all Everyone's from Florida. Florida. Yeah. Well, I got a great crew. I, I, I got to mention Shannon and Amanda and my friends, Tim and Katie Joe and Ding Dong here and Robbie, the cowboy Robbie. Okay. <laughs> You're never going to beat anybody better than cowboy Robbie. Hey, friends are hard to find. I have to tell you on a personal note, you've been better than me my entire life. I had a lot of great people in when I was just a kid, you never had to be that good to me anymore. On a very personal yeah, but I just you were a great kid. I just want to thank you. You were a great kid. You it's had like, a great dad, which I've met your mom. You have a great mother. <laughs> yeah. Who's yes. oddly like her. <laughs> yeah. Your mom's amazing. Yeah, we're... But uh, I had a lot of people help me. It's been fun, huh? It has been amazing. you have any regrets? Nope. None. Not one? Not one regret. KG. Yes. Come over here. Okay, so now we have the green girls. We have Deanna. Say hi, Deanna. Hi. And we have KG. Katie. Say Hello. Hi. Hi. World. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like being married to him? What's the best part about it? <laughs> These are tough questions. I just think he's the best guy in the whole world. I think he has the biggest heart. And he's just, that's just what I think. You, you need to tell him that. I need to tell him why. Shane Dowdy had, had the best influence on me in teaching me how to finish your work. Maybe you, you should just tell him that. Just tell him that right now. Yes. Rusty Green's come back, and he feels like <laughs> talking to the mic. Shane Dowdy had the best influence on me on teaching me how to finish a horse. How so? He just knows how to finish horses. I mean, he, I would say he is probably the showman of all, all showman of everything. I would say he has does all the leg stuff, but he just takes it to another level. All the foot stuff is to another level. Much control out of your feet. So many different things you can do to control not just their legs or head and yeah. neck. Everything about it. Which he learned, which he learned all that from Jerry Stanford. Jerry Stanford is the grandfather I do of think, everything that we do. I think a lot of it is self-taught. I do too. Some of the some of the fancier you know, like stuff he did. He's, you know, he, he did it on his own. Yes, that's yes, what I do believe a lot of that is him yeah. investing a lot of time. In so, Deanna, what's it like to have your father be rusty green? Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, She's smiling really big. Um, being able to grow up around someone as talented as my dad. I think it was definitely something that inspired me just, like, to be better every day and to, um, to always learn something. And I think that his attitude towards the horse community and um, horse training and stuff, and he always, I feel like, is learning something, too, every day. So it kind of made me realize, like, you don't ever know everything, you know? Like, you can learn something from everybody. So I feel like he just kind of taught me to always um, try to be better and never think that you're, like, and what about Buttercup? Um, Buttercup. Buttercup was... She was your unicorn. Yeah, she was She was a blessing. I remember um, I came down for the summer to spend with my dad, and he had Buttercup at the Red Bud, and I was obsessed with Palominos um, at the time. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, like Nine. 10? 9 or 10? 10 or yeah, maybe 10. I had a shirt made for it. It said Rusty Green Palomino. Yes. Um, well, you did tell us you used to show Palominos before this. So. I did. Yeah. So I, um, I definitely had my sights set on that one, and he tried to sell her for a long time, but, you know, I think I wore her down, and he decided to keep her for me, and she ended up being probably the best horse I'll ever have. I guarantee you, if you surveyed 10 horse trainers' kids, every one of us, Say something like, I had a horse I loved, and dad always tried to sell it. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. I, that's a common line, but dad kept this one. Yeah, I think, I think keeping it had a lot to do more with Katie than dad. I think <laughs> he probably would have sold it a couple different times, but, but Katie made him keep her for me. So, well done, stepmom. <laughs> and what about Katie? What a stepmom. Tell us about that. Um, Katie. Katie has always gone out of her way to do 
everything for me. I don't think that I would have been 70% as successful as I ever was without Katie. She um, orchestrated everything, made sure, sure I had the best horses to show, the prettiest outfits. Like, she, um, she was really hard on me, but she always, just because she wanted the best for me, I think, she was um, definitely like a second mom to me. And um, I think she... She, uh... See, everyone cries. It's okay. Everyone cries on show pony. <laughs> um, we're gonna be like that show on Jerry Maguire. Yes. <laughs> she looked out for you. Yes, yeah, she did. She did. She's always been there for me. And Katie, how how lucky were you to have two great kids? Um, uh, it was. I was really. I She's was really crying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, She's crying lucky. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was lucky because they took me in, and they didn't have to be that way. So, it's very lucky. I think you're all lucky. Very awesome. I think um, people wouldn't know this about the Green family, like if you wouldn't explain this to them. Though. No, I mean I always knew because I was always pretty on the inside of you guys. But I think you all are really special, and I think. The hard thing about doing as well as you do is pretty soon you're like, you know, the camp that everyone tries to beat up on. I mean, that is what you want to be, but sometimes when you're there, it really, really stinks. And beneath it all, all y'all are really good people. You know, I really love each other, and you genuinely want the best for everybody, and so it's been my gift with regards to y'all. And me, too. And, you take and both Sarah, of us too, in. because you've <laughs> taken care of me and Tim and Sarah, and, and, and I hope you see it both ways. We would do anything for you guys, too. Yeah, we just appreciate you guys very much. You're going to live, like, really close to me now. You're going to be our neighbors. Yes. Deanna loves Texas, and she's a little miffed about leaving it. We're very, very happy that you're moving to Florida, and you're going to be close. You can be our neighbors. And I'm thankful that you guys told your story, because it's a good one. Is there anything else you all want to say? Fun questions? This was all so serious. Oh, you want fun questions? Oh, I don't know. Um, what about, uh, the horse of the year? You guys have won quite a few. Six. Six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what are those horses? Um, Potential Diva, Blazing My Troubles Away, What's Cooking Good Looking, Rock County Kid, For One Night Only, and Made in the Shade. Yeah, that's it. Which one of those is your favorite? Ooh. For reasons, I'm sure. Yeah, I I would I would have to go. It would be a tie between Diva and Buttercup, just for personal reasons. Diva is potential Diva. Mm-hmm. That was Rossi's favorite horse. Um, yeah, that's the buckle he still wears today. Um, he has her hair in his hat band of his show hat. Oh, oh fun facts. That's cool. Um. Yeah, they're just really, I think the first, like, great horse that was kind of his from the get-go. Cool. Awesome. Good story. We can ask our three. Oh, yeah, the three questions. We'll ask all of you. I promise we'll get it. Question one, has the internet hurt or helped the horse business? What do you think about it? Deanna, you go first. Um, I think both. Um, I think, like, promoting it has been, like, good just, like, getting it around because it's not, like... This part of the horseshoe world I don't think is, like, as public as some of the other stuff. But also, like, people that don't understand it can take it the wrong way and um, think of it as, like, abusive and stuff. Like, if you don't really get it. So, you get both. Katie? KG? I would say there's good and bad, but probably more good than bad. Do you feel like it's easier to sell horses with the Internet or without it? I've never sold a horse on the Internet. So um, it's easier with I know it. a lot of people do. But I think... There's a lot more good to it than bad. You know, I think you got to take the bad with the good. Ross, Green? I bought a horse on the internet <coughs> one time. That didn't go great. <laughs> <laughs> My husband is a traditionalist, so I feel like you're going to give a traditionalist response. There's give no business for the internet. <laughs> He's thinking. You know, the thing I just, sometimes what you see is not what it is. Sometimes what it is don't look like what you see. So you still feel like... I feel like... I feel like... <laughs> that was very, very elusive. No, but I feel like... I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it is what it is, and you need to see it. You need to feel it. You need to be there. My ass tells me way more <laughs> than my eyes do. 
But what about the other stuff? Like, what about when people, like, video the makeup pen, which is hard to watch in our deals sometimes? That's anything. I guess okay? there's just no, like, any it's just... time, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what, what any, any phase of life you're doing. Okay? Everything has to be overdone to be perfect. It has to be overdone to be perfect. And and when you don't understand the, the what you're doing, what people are doing, you don't understand that. You never see somebody that knows about the rain and go up there and say, "Well, they're really being hard on them, warming them up in the rain." They're like, right. "Oh, that's no, right." I agree on. with that. I just think I mean it's kind of it is what it is. I mean, the yeah, I mean, not if, going if you ain't trying, you ain't. I Cell mean, phones aren't going anywhere. Sure. No, they're in video. It's like, well, you know what? It's this. I push a horse over a little bit more than what I should have because when it goes into class, I'm not going to push it over that hard. Sure. Well, there it is right there. How about the pleasure horse? What do you think about that right now? Like today's pleasure horse. What today's do you pleasure horse is the most amazing thing that we have ever created because you know why? Here's why. Ride for four-year-old children, and our pleasure horses ride for 84-year-old ladies. You name me one event besides a halter that can do that, and the halter can't even do that. Well, I don't disagree with that. Katie, what do you think? You got you got the eyes going. Um, I think there's kind of like a divide. I think there's a set of people that train pleasure horses for Katie and I are high-fiving right now over top of the microphone. They train horses for <laughs> other people besides themselves to ride. They train horses that are sustainable to go on and do other events that relate to a bunch of different classes that they have at this horse show. And then, then there, I think there's a set of people that train horses for themselves that don't relate to anything else, any other classes happening at the horse show. So they couldn't so change a lead or a go over a pool. Yeah. yeah. That's, well, they, that's where it's, I mean, and that's in every event. You're going to have a little yeah, bit of Yeah, specialization. That, but and, yeah. that's what I think. Deanna? I just don't really feel like I've been around long enough to have, like, a correct answer to that. Shut So up. diplomatic. I feel like since you guys didn't ask me, I'm going to tell you anyway. What do you think, Katie? What do you think, Katie? Um, I think there are a group of horse trainers. I would like to think that I'm in that group. I know you're in that group. Who are very formed to function. Yeah. Who can make some horses do the normal things, and we accentuate the normal. I think there are a group of horse trainers who are kind of tricking them out. And I don't think that tricking them out is what the purpose of our class was. Does that make sense? I'm trying to be nice while being honest as well. Let me say it this way. I think there's a group of horse friends who go to their outside leg and they push off their outside hind foot and go this way and go forward. Not faster, forward. There's a group of horse friends who go to their outside foot and they almost go backwards and squat. And the backwards and squat thing doesn't translate to any other event. But it profiles pretty. But it profiles real pretty. But the whole... The whole form to function is here. If you're riding a horse that somebody else can't sit on and ride, that's it. Then you're not riding a horse. That's what I think. You're not riding a horse. And I guess I just feel like we've we've taken the walk trot canter and made it so hard that it's not that hard. Not I don't mean us. I mean that we've we've dissected the walk trot canter until these horses are meant for somebody else to ride. That's what I think. Yes, I think that. I don't think that. I know that. <laughs> I know that. You With have emphasis. to create a product that somebody will come back and want to buy from yes. you time and time again. And we sell all around. At the end of the day, absolutely, 90% of the horses we sell are all around. I'm just a small-time operation, and there's so many horses they're here that I used to have that are still here. Well, that's that's kind of bullshit. No, I mean, I, I mean, like... <laughs> there's like 1% of what the pleasure mean? horse industry <laughs> that sells horses as finished pleasure horses. One percent of them are sold to go do all around. Like, yes. For instance, like we show fraternity horses. I'm not going to go tell you buy me a four year old, the best four year old. That's not what we do. No, we start from scratch, and when we're done, they got to go on. But if I said to you, go buy me the best all around horse, you're going to go find me a four year old that you think could be the best all around horse. The second question: Two things to make the horse shows more fun. Let Rusty Green turn the radio up. Number one. Number two. Me. Yeah. Two things. Two things. People, people are one, and family, and friends. There's three. And your music. People, family, and friends. The music. Well, I mean, music's okay. I mean, I don't mind the music. I mean, sometimes I play the really music play so I can drown out my thoughts. We don't really play music that loud anymore. No, I miss it. 
Is there another question? Wait, what about There you? was the tornado team question. Oh, but... the tornado team question. Yes. The tornado team question. All right. So there's a tornado coming. Yeah. And there's a category four and a category five. Tornado. Right. Okay. Category four, you may or you may not die, but you get to have a fling with anyone you want. You may have to live with the consequences. You may have to live with the consequences. Who cannot be your wife. Skipping this question. No, you can't do it. You have to. No, you, you can't. put that on the radio. Yes, everyone, done everyone's it. done it. No, I'm not doing it. Everyone has done Just, it. What? For what? Category four, it lives the consequences. Category five, everyone dies. Everyone's going to die, so you can do whatever you want. Radio. You're everyone answers shit, these questions. Right? <laughs> no, they didn't. I don't, there's no, I have no answer to that. I have no answer to that. Not at all. This is Green will answer it. She ain't answering shit. Yes, she is. There's a nice young man. Well, I knew, I've known him, but I haven't seen him in a long time. And Rusty and I both ran into him the last day of the Congress. And I think Rusty liked him just as much as I did. I didn't like him. Not I really. mean, he doesn't even look real. Like, I, you just sit there and you just, you can't even get a word out. But is Chase Parrish. Oh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying I appreciate his presence. That's all. Okay. Nice. Now, Deanna, question for you. Right. Yes, you do. There's someone. What about Chase Parrish? Yeah. I think you should say Houston. I think. What? You can't give her the answer. <laughs> I think your answer should be Chase Parrish. Like, I just saw him and, like. You said your Chase Parrish. Your answer is so. Chase Parrish. I'm just saying. Like, I think everyone's answer should be Chase Parrish. You can't say Chase Parrish. I would like to point out that Rusty loves his family so much he was offended by this question. Is there <laughs> a conversation? Or he was scared. No, We're Rusty not sure even which. commented on Chase, Chase Parrish's. Or appearance. I feel like family decision is Chase. Yeah, Parrish, we went with a sure. family decision. Oh, yeah. so you guys all got together Absolutely. and you took a vote. You're not going to vote Chase, Rusty? Dad votes Chase. We're going to assume that the green vote is Chase Parrish. Now, how do we feel? It absolutely is. Like, okay, so the family polite, has voted together Chase Parrish. I mean, yes. It was okay. a two to one vote. Now, one. How about the whereabouts of, Rusty, or of, of uh, the whereabouts of Keith Whistle? Rusty answered already, so. I know where he is, so I'm going to keep that to myself. Deanna? Where do you think he is? Puerto Rico. You think he's in Puerto Rico? Yeah. Or Cuba. <laughs> That's where I've heard, too. So, for the listeners, Rusty Green has left the premises <laughs> after the Chase Parrish answer. And so, he I voted was, for Chase Parrish, too. I would like to take this opportunity to thank him for his time. And, and his girls. He's gone. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.